Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhardt, and today we have Miles Griffin, one of our top producing agents within Naples Real Producers. So uh, we're excited to have you on here, Miles. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, so Miles is a top producing agent with the agency and has been there since 2021 for Miles Real Estate has always been in his life. As a kid, Miles watched his father and uncle operate a family business, which was a real estate developing company. Miles later decided to join the family business in early 20s. Uh, but after his father retired, Miles was kind of at a crossroad road and decided uh, on his next move. And he's Miles worked uh, for a private club for nearly seven years. But after experience in the service industry, Miles decided to get back into real estate. So today, today Miles focused on helping his clients by paying attention to detail and implementing the highest quality of service. Um, he's a man of quantity, excuse me, quality over quantity. Um, in 2022, last year, um, I was closed roughly uh, 10 transactions for 30 million and keep continuing to grind and moving upwards. So um, huge uh, volume per transaction, which is, which is remarkable. So we're excited to have you on here, Miles, and we're pumped to hear a little bit about your journey within real estate. So um, let the listeners know a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so uh, my name is Miles Griffin. Obviously, I'm from uh, Naples, Florida, and uh, uh, I, I was kind of raised in the real estate world here. I'd seen, you know, all the ups and downs of that over the years, and and that was really kind of enlightening. But um, also, you know, the reason why it was always my goal to get into this business. Um, Originally, it wasn't necessarily to like get into the sales side of it. I yeah. thought that I was going to, you know, pick up where my family had left off and uh, and and go down that road. But you know, they had uh, retired shortly after I had joined them, and you're like, "What the heck? Put, we didn't oh, we yeah. didn't talk about this timeline together." <laughs> put me put me in the crossroads where you know I had to figure out what I was going to do, and yeah. you know, I was young, so there was an opportunity to go work at this private club, which was actually, um, you know, attached to a building that they had been involved in called Mariah Bay and it's mm -hmm. called a club at Mariah Bay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I took the opportunity. I said, all right, great. I got, you know, some time I need to do something. So I'll go do that. Eight years go by or seven years go by something, something along those lines. And, uh, again, I'm at a crossroads where I'm like, I'm not like, good at this. Like, I, <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a bartender. Um, I'm not a good bartender, but I'm really good at customer service. Like yeah. the clients love me. Yeah. You know, they're great people, all that stuff. So it was really my, my wife that was kind of like, all right, like you got to figure out what you really want to do. Like mm -hmm. you're either going to, um, you know, do the real estate thing or, or, you know, work at the club forever. Right. 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 So, um, I made the leap, you know, I said, I'm going to jump into this real estate thing full time mm -hmm. and just like, see if I can leverage the relationships that I made, uh, through working there at the club and turn it into a successful real estate business. Yeah. What year did you jump back in? 2019. So at nice. the end of 2019, I joined, um, I joined Denny Bowers, team mm -hmm. who I'm sure, you know, Denny yeah, great guy, and yeah. he's a great guy and he's been a long, long time friend of mine and, and our family. And, you know, he gave me the opportunity to, to, I guess, get into it at, at the company. He kind of learned the ropes with him. Learn the ropes, so which, legend. you know, to anyone getting into real estate, I high, highly recommend right. finding someone that's like a mentor. Um, that that was a huge help. So, so that's kind of how I got into it. I quit the job. I jumped in full time, like 
probably sooner than I should have. But again, it was like either I'm going to do this or, or, you know, I'm not going to half-ass it basically. Like I'm going to go for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and started reaching out to those, those customers, those clients, those people that were uh, members at that club. That was like my, my goal was like, I'm going to go after these people and, you that was know, your kind of your farming I, area first. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. like I have these relationships that I built over, over that seven years or eight years or wh- however long it was. And, uh, you know, I know them all, I know their families, I know their dogs, I know everything <laughs> that, I know everything about them. Yeah. So there's a level of trust there. Maybe I can somehow get, you know, yeah. business out of that and, yeah. s- and that'll be my start. And sure enough, that's, that's exactly what happened. I, I had been doing it for a couple months, uh, with Denny and, uh, you know, doing all the things they tell you, reach out to your sphere, all that stuff. Um, and I got a call from someone that was a, an old member there and they had been trying to sell their condo for about a year, mm-hmm. I think, and without success. So they called me and said, Hey, we're thinking about, you know, making a change of direction. Um, you know, what can you do, you know, what, what can you do for us? Mm -hmm. And the conversation was basically, Hey, you know, you know, I'm new here, like I'm new at this, but you know, that's gonna, that's gonna give me the opportunity to dedicate all of my efforts to you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're not distracted. You don't have a ton of other clients, you know? Yeah. And, and I think they understood, you know, I was, pretty adept at giving a certain level of customer service right. and, and they appreciated that. So, you know, that was the opportunity it was, okay, we're going to give it to you. Nice. So go for it. Nice. And, uh, and it was successful. We sold it. And that was kind of like the jump off point. Like, okay, we had a big listing, a big sale. Let's leverage that into the next. And that's awesome. You know, that's kind of where it started. And, and now we're here. So, uh, discovered through, you know, your article and, and knowing you and whatnot, um, you had mentioned you had one of your first listings. Was it the first one or which one was it when you got to help out with uh, Sean, uh, Sean Hannity? So that was the very first one. That Tell was us the about one. it. That like, was how was it? I, that was the one I just kind of described. Okay. I didn't know if that uh, was the one or not. So Yeah, that was the one. And, and really, I think the best way to describe that situation was the fact that... Were you nervous? No, because, because you already kind of knew him, right? I, and, and to be honest with you, you know, in, in a situation like that, it wasn't like uh, I wasn't directly working with him, you know, every day because right. he doesn't have the time for that stuff. Right. But it was, you know, I got the phone call from his wife, from the business manager saying, right. you know, and I had a relationship with him t- as well. Right, the club, right, right. And it was, you know, we're going to we're going to change direction on this listing. Mm-hmm. And we understand that you're doing this now. And, you know, we like you. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, we're going to give yeah, it yeah. to you. Yeah. And, uh, and we built, you know, we built out a presentation and all that right, stuff to, right. to show them what we could offer. And at the time I was with a different company, what mm-hmm. the company could offer. And, uh, and they loved it and they, and, and they went with me and, and, you know, it was, uh, a little nerve wracking though. Cause it's your first one. It's big. It's, it was, you know, in yeah. the ballpark of 6 million or something. And, and, uh, and you're like, man, they trusted me to do this. Like I need to perform. So, you know, yeah, you, you kind of downplayed just, just so you know, like for most people that are not in real estate, he had an extra zero on the back end of what most people's first deal are. And that would be a big deal. You know, most people do a $200,000, $300,000 first deal. And, you know, a 600000 would have been big, but obviously $6 million. And then for it to be, you know, what people would say a celebrity too, which is pretty, probably nerve wracking, but um, obviously you crushed it and, and you sold it. And so that's yeah. huge. Yeah, just... 
I mean, extremely lucky in terms yeah. of like the, the, the number, you know, hold on. Everyone says lucky though, but you dedicated seven years, right. And you put in the time and the effort for a relationship, right? Sure. You didn't know what was going to, I mean, yeah, obviously you were hoping on some tips at that, that time when you were serving them a drink and you were, sure. you know, doing, you doing your job, sure. but you didn't know what it was going to come from it. So everyone says lucky, but I mean, you were there, you were in the right place. You were putting in the work. Right. Well, so. Yeah, you know the the there's a saying about luck. It's when <laughs> preparation meets opportunity, and that's yeah. that's luck. Um, I didn't know at the time of me working at the club that was my preparation. You right. know, and to be honest with you, there was times in that when I was working that job where I'm like, man, I just I this sucks. I hate this. I'm over it. It was fun in my twenties. You know, I was not married at the time, and you know there was nothing really weighing me down. So it was fun. But you get to the point where you're like, I gotta be. I got to be able to do something else. Like mm-hmm. this is, this isn't it, you know? Oh, I hear you. And then, but then you realize after getting something like that, ch- making a transition, you know, building this business, getting a, a client to trust you, um, that none of that would have happened if I didn't stay in that job for as long as I stayed in that job. Because, um, because over those years, that's how I built that relationship. And that's really where, I go, I, I build my entire business off of that strategy mm-hmm. is, is it starts with the relationship and then we go from there. And the most important thing is the relationship. You know, I don't want to ever jeopardize that. And, uh, and, and that's kind of where, you know, I think the next key to, you know, where my success has been is being honest with your clients, being open, mm-hmm. being fair, being, um, open to criticism, constructive criticism, all those things, because, you know, that's what they expect from you and all, and, and out of everything, they really expect that. Um, and these successful people, especially in the dollar price point that you're doing, they've been around, they ran businesses, <laughs> you know, they, they expect it because they've also been doing it themselves, you know? Sure. You know, they, 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 you know, they, they live up to a high, I guess, uh, the word moral compass like yeah i I know what you mean what do you think so obviously within the real estate developing company like your father's real estate and and, and your uncle being involved in that and and you were part of it in your 20s right but then you got out of it what do you think the most valuable lesson you kind of learn from working with your family at that company um that kind of i guess helped you now within within the business you're doing now um i think there's definitely a few and uh I would say le- lessons learned from that would be, uh, you know, the, the value of collaboration, um, because in the world of development, you know, it looks like it's this one person or this one company and they're building out this like community. Right. And behind the scenes, there's so much collaboration going on and really the art of putting together, you know, a, any deal, whether it's a real estate transaction or it's a, building a community, right? Like you need to have the ability to collaborate with people to make it successful, whether it's, you know, mortgage, mortgage people, photographers, you know, anyone. Um, so that would be one big lesson. The other one in terms of sales would just, Wait, I want to dive uh, into that one yeah. a little bit. Cause I think that's, I pr- it's probably underrated in a lot of people. Like, I feel like people like to place blame The people like to bring up other vendors of this and that. I mean, if you're building a home, you're working with a builder and the builder has 80,000, whatever subcontractors and this and that, but like, that's why you're working with the builder. If I'm, if I'm working with you as the agent, right, you're the representation for me and you're handling all the moving points. Right. Um, 
So that that's huge. I mean, from from my business, I see that a lot, right? Like I want to make sure like it doesn't matter what it is. They, they can go through me for for all the kind of the key points. So you're saying you learned that from an early on is like you have to be the liaison or the point of contact for all these moving parts and you got to keep them keep them kind of going, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be the point of contact and you have to you're that you're really the trusted source for providing all of those collaborators right mm -hmm. into a deal. Um, so yeah, that, that would be one big one. And then uh, again, on the side of, uh, like just selling, um, my dad was, was kind of like the, the, he was like in charge of the sales, you know, he mm -hmm. was the marketing guy, the sales guy, you know, and he was really, really good at it. Um, he just taught, he taught me that the number one thing for selling is to build urgency and that's how you get people to make a decision, right? So if you're selling, you know, what he was selling was were condos, but on a large scale, you had, you know, building with 120 units in it. Like, how are you going to convince people to buy them, you know, and not wait to buy them. So you would work on pricing strategy. You would, you know, you would, you would say, here's the price pre-construction is 20% off of what it's going to be in six months mm -hmm. when we're under construction. So you better reserve now. Mm -hmm. And then at the next point, you know, you say, well, you missed that opportunity and we're going to increase the prices again here. So <laughs> right. don't miss the opportunity yeah. again. So there's urgency. So people say, okay, I don't, I don't want to miss it. The deal yeah. looks good. You know, people are buying them. Let's put a deposit down at least, or mm -hmm. let's put a ref uh, reservation down. So, you know, that translate all translates also into just general sales mm -hmm. with uh, residential real estate. If you're selling a condo, you know, yeah. and, you kind of got to make their decision for them. Like they're, well, they're interested, they're excited, you know what they like. Right. But you're like, people like to drag their feet a little bit. Sure. But it, it's, it's really, it's really, they've told you what their, their goal is. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to purchase this or they want to sell this. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you effectively um, accomplish that goal? Right. How do you effectively accomplish that goal? And, and sometimes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an outside push to say, hey, this is the, this is the deal you want. This is a good deal. Um, let's find a way to get it under contract. Let's mm -hmm. find a way to, you know, get yourself in on it. Or if you're selling, you know, this is a great buyer. And what they're bringing to the table is, you know, a good, fair deal that I think would be, you know, it, like an easy close type of situation mm -hmm. and, 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 and you know, you don't know the unknown. So you have this in front of you. <laughs> yeah. How can we build the urgency to get you to accept it? Right. Um, without saying, well, I, people probably argue with some of these things, uh, you know, strategies and, of course, and stuff of like course. that. But, um, and they always think their way is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, of course. And, <laughs> right? and, and, and sometimes they're not wrong. But, you know, it's I, I just believe I believe that we have a job to, you know, work in the client's best interest and help them accomplish the goal that they have contacted you about mm -hmm. buying or selling yeah. and, perform um, that. and perform that. So, you know, if you're not doing that, if you're saying, you know, here's, here, let's say you're selling a condo or a house or anything and someone brings you a great deal and, you know, the client says, well, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think we can get a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. I th it can be detrimental to say, you know what, you're absolutely right, right? Mm -hmm. When you know you may be right or you may be wrong, mm -hmm. but what you have in front of you is 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 solid. So, you know, I, I think that if that accomplishes the goal, you know, there needs to be an open and honest conversation about it and say, mm -hmm. hey, I know it might be a little off, but it's a great deal. I think you should take it. Right. And if you have a good relationship and they trust you, then, you know, you succeeded in accomplishing that goal 
of helping them sell their place. And it's not guaranteed that another one's going to come. And, you know, that could be the best offer that they ever get. And then yeah. on top of that, if they drag it out, that's more time that they're sitting on the property, they're paying taxes, yeah. doing all this other stuff too, which is going to cost sure. some money too. So sure. it's interesting. Actually, one, I'll say one more thing about that. One, one, one of the things I always tell clients, um, and this is, I guess you could say an urgency builder, is if, let's say, again, back to the scenario, we're selling the property, you know, we have a great offer close to the price or close to what they're looking for. Um, a question that I always ask my clients, and this is something, again, it goes back to learning from my dad, something he taught me. I always ask them, would you buy your, your property? Would you buy your home today for that price? And, and 99.9% of the time they say, no, absolutely not. So, well, if you don't take that offer, you just bought it for that price. So if you don't take that, you know, $7 million offer, then that money could be gone out the door and you just essentially bought it, right? Because right. you don't have that that money now. So, you know, that's it's it's like a little it's a yeah. little brain trick. But and it's, it's like, wait, what do you mean? But it's like, oh, I see what you're saying. Because no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you're, pay that, so it's a yeah. good deal. Yeah, right? and if you don't take that, you're now owning it for that price. For that price. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you already own it, but still. Even though you already own it. But, yeah, but it, you know, it's a, it's a mental trick. It's a, it's right? a mind game. It's I love it. So you're at the agency, um, obviously, um, you know, they have a, the great name behind them and, and they're down here and, um, it's, uh, Chris and, and Kara there, right. Yep. Um, and, uh, great people. And, um, you had mentioned that it's, it's obviously not a big company, you know, but it gives that boutique feel. So, you know, tell us a little bit about it and, and why you enjoy being there. And holding um, the license there. Yeah, I, I, when I, when I left the Denny's group, mm -hmm. which was a really big decision for me because yeah. it was me kind of going out on my own and and being a new agent. It's like leaving, you know, leaving the nest kind of mm -hmm, deal. Mm -hmm. um, Started to fly. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like you know, it's like being in a group like that when you're first starting out is incredible. You have mm -hmm. so much, like, they, like especially Denny, he offers so much. Mm -hmm. um, but I was approached by the uh, by Chris and Karen and, and the people mm -hmm. that were going to bring the agency to Naples and they kind of pitched what they're all about. And, um, I was immediately sold, you know, they're, they're great people. One, Chris and Kara, if you mm -hmm. know them, mm -hmm. um, they're great people. And then the other partners in the, in the office is a guy named Blair Chang and his wife, Leanne, who's a Naples native. And Blair is one of the, uh, co-founders of the whole company with the guy named Mauricio and mm -hmm. a few other agents. And, um, you know, their whole kind of their whole mantra is like, it's a it's an office built by agents, you know, for agents, and and their number one goal is to collaborate and work together and grow everyone's business together, right? It it if you're in an office where you where no one wants to collaborate, it's really it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a huge selling point. It's a great environment. Uh, their number one rule is no assholes company wide. They'll tell you right when you right when you you know, have your first meeting with it. them. Yeah. They'll say, I don't care if you sell $200 million a year, we'll fire you if you're, <laughs> if you're an asshole. You know? That's funny. That's so funny. that's their number. And they have hats hey, and t-shirts and all that Core values stuff. right there. Core values, you yeah. know, and, and, and they really stick to that, you know, and they really do believe that. So, um, yeah, it's a great environment. Uh, the, the company is, it actually is a big and growing company. Uh, they, they're new here in Southwest Florida but you know they're they're huge out west, and yeah. now they have offices internationally. And mm -hmm. uh, um, you know it does give that boutique feel. They do. I think they're number one in in average sales price per you know per transaction mm -hmm. of like two and a half million dollars is their average sales price company wide. Which mm -hmm. you know for me being a uh, 
you know, you know, quantity over qual. Sorry, quality over quantity. See, I screwed it I up know, earlier. Yeah. Sorry, no, I set you up for that one. <laughs> but right. it earlier. No, but uh, yeah, the the, uh, the quality over quantity thing is kind of where my business, not by design, but just where it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of fit. Like I feel like I fit there, right? Uh, right? So, so, so yeah, it was a it was like an instant fit. I never, I didn't go and interview with any other office to be honest. Yeah. With you. I got contacted by them and met with them and was like, yeah, I'm, like where do I sign? I'm done. Feels feels yeah. at home, right? Yep. So you're still, I mean, obviously you're in real estate back in the twenties and you got out of it. So you're you're still new, right? Like in the grand scheme of things. Right. And so give some advice. What's a single point advice, uh, to a newer agent that's kind of just getting started. I think that the best advice I can give to a newer agent, because I'm, am a newer agent. I mean, I've had my license for a very long time, Mm -hmm. maybe 12 years or something like right. that, but I wasn't necessarily using it. Just hanging uh, there, just was, sitting was, in the back yeah, pocket, right? I left school to do the development thing, all mm-hmm. that stuff, and, and now I'm here selling general real estate sales. But um, I think the best advice I can give from my own personal experience is that y- you need to just dive in full, you know, and, and that's tough for a lot of new agents because there's some, usually there's a financial restriction, you know, you need to have, some solid income coming in and, and, uh, and, uh, and most people are waiting for like something to, to get them to a point where they can quit their job and they yeah. go full time. But like that big deal, they're like, I yeah, just need one it, big deal. You see it all the time. But <laughs> in, in, in all reality, I think that, you know, that's unsustainable to be, you know, anyone that does this job or, or works this business knows that there's no such thing as being part-time, you know, mm-hmm. even if, even if you're like me where you do, you know, 10 transactions a year or whatever, like it, it takes up all of your time, right. you know, it takes up all of your time. And yeah, I would say, you know, go for it full, mm-hmm. full force, go all in, and, jump in the deep end. Yeah. Jump in the deep end. I mean, that's, that's the advice I was given by, by a good friend and mentor was, you know, take the leap of faith and just right. go for it. And right. if you, you know, and if you fail, you fail. And if you succeed, then mm-hmm. you succeed, but right. you know, you'll never know until you really go and try your hardest to right. do it. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Love it. So where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? You know, what's, what's miles going to be doing? I mean, I know, you know, congratulations to set it off, uh, off camera, but congratulations, uh, married and, uh, got a little girl on the way. So, uh, yeah. obviously families in the horizon, um, yeah. very, very soon. Right. Um, but, uh, but what else so even, even within, within your career? Yeah. June, June 11th is the due date. There we I'll go. Be, I'll, be, I'll be a dad for the first time. It's awesome. A little baby girl. Nice. And, uh, definitely family has, has always been a priority to me and, and even more so now to, to know that you're going to become a dad. Um, but that, you know, the next thing is the career because you have to provide for the, your family and, and, and give some sort of stability. So, um, you know, my goals for the next 10 years, it's really hard to say, you know, I, I, I know that it's, I want to stay in real estate. I know that in the future, I want to move more towards development again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always, since I was a little kid, you know, watching mm-hmm. stuff be built, it's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know how long I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know when that will be, but yeah, that's kind of the, the, the big goal right now is just to keep growing the business as I'm growing it. And, uh, and at some point, you know, I, I'm currently looking for opportunities to do that now, but who, who knows when the right thing will present itself. So love that. That's the goal. 
Love it. Love it. Well, great miles. Well, <clears throat> unfortunately we're already at time it flies by. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say thank you miles for jumping on, uh, on here, uh, with us and joining us on the podcast. Uh, it's been, been a great time. Um, great wisdom, you know, great wisdom was shared. So we just appreciate you coming on here. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and be in the magazine and all that stuff. You know, you're, you guys are doing a great thing, so. Appreciate it, appreciate yeah. it. We want to bring the community together. So sure. um, thank you to VentureX here. We're in the podcast studio. Um, as always, uh, RP Experience is super thrilled uh, to have you on here, and we're here um, and in the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. So we'll see you guys soon.